But we're in this series called The Name of Jesus. The Name of Jesus and how important that name is. So turn over if you have your Bible, you have a way to get the scripture. Um, I want you to look at this with me. We'll get there in just a few moments in Philippians chapter 2. It is our foundational scripture for this series. We'll get there in a minute, um, but you can go there now. Uh, but we're, we're moving along here in the series, The Name of Jesus. And so far, we've, uh, I believe we begin to lay a foundation about this thing. Um, we've looked at several illustrations in several areas. You know, some of us have found out, others of us have been reminded that we're taken out of Satan's dominion, right? Uh, he is the ruler of this world, okay? And uh, though God owns it all, right, he's the temporary landlord of it. And what that means is not, it's not so much the terra firma, uh, the, the actual physical earth, but it's more the system and the way things work. And we know that by just looking around. <laughs> you know, the system is not set up. The world system is not set up for you to win. But God's kingdom is. See, we would, if the world system were set up for you to win, Jesus wouldn't have said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Why would we need his kingdom to come if we already had a world system that was beneficial for us? But he told us in that example prayer, what we call the Lord's prayer, really it's our prayer, it's not the Lord's prayer, but it's our prayer, it should be our prayer, uh, right? Thy kingdom come. Bring, and it's up to us to bring that kingdom here, amen? Kingdom, God's laws, God's way of doing things, okay? And uh, we've seen that eternal life has been imparted to us. We're, we're begotten of God, and therefore we're children of God. Everybody's not a child of God. Everybody is not a child of God, okay? And, but because of that, Jesus said that we're in the world, but not of the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. In other words, you don't belong. You don't fit in 100%. So stop trying to fit in into the world, okay? I'm on social media too, all right? I do some things I, I think and believe are maybe inspirational and, uh, you know, influential. They say influencers or whatever, I, you know, and then I just, I do some funny stuff and whatever. And I, you know, so I, I'm on there too. I understand it. But I do also understand that I'm not going to fit in with everybody, okay? You're a misfit. Understand that. In this world, you are a misfit. And so if you proclaim the name of Jesus, then you may lose some followers, on Facebook, Insta, TikTok, whatever it may be, because you love Jesus. But you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with everyone coming against you because of the name of Jesus. Because what they're not understanding is the name of Jesus is the only name that's going to give you victory. <laughs> Amen? It's the only name that's going to give you victory. Not a Kardashian or who or whatever the influencers are on TikTok, not Jay Shetty, all right, whoever. Uh, the reason we've needed to kind of lay this foundation is so that we'll hopefully better understand why we need, what's the importance of the name of Jesus? What is its relevance and why is it of the utmost importance to living a fulfilled, uh, promising, abundant Christian life. Why is it so important? Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 5. Now watch this. I, I love the New King James Version of the Bible. I do. That, that's my 
version. I don't hate any other version. I just love that version. It just happens to be my version, okay? And, uh, um, and, and that's what I usually study out of. Uh, okay, I love some of the other versions, you know, the NLV and the GNT and the old whatever ABCs. And I love all those. The message, uh, message is a little flowery, but I, I still like it. I, you know, I like Eugene Peterson uh, who wrote that Bible. Um, I've been reading this out of the New King James Version. I want you to look at it this morning out of the NLV, the New Living Version, okay? Beginning at verse 5. It says, think as Christ Jesus thought. This is Paul talking to the church at Philippi. But he's also talking to all of us, okay? And he says, think as Christ Jesus thought. You hear growing up, if you grew up in church, you'll hear that, uh, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus, have the mind of Christ, and, you know, it sounds fancy. And what does that mean? Well, it means think as Jesus thought. Think as Christ Jesus thought. Jesus has always been God. I know it says as God. But Jesus has always been God. But he did not hold his rights as God. He didn't hold to him. He put aside everything that belonged to him and made himself the same as a servant who was owned by someone else. That's what he did. He became human by being born as a man. After he became a man, he gave up his important place and obeyed by dying on a cross. Because of this, God lifted Jesus high. Somebody say high. High above everything else. He gave him a name that is greater than any other name. So, when the name of Jesus is spoken, <laughs> come on now, everyone in heaven, everyone on earth, Everyone under the earth, you didn't know some folks under the earth, did you? Everyone under it will bow down before him. That means if you was a Christian, if you was a Buddhist, if you was Confucius, if you followed Hindu, if you were an atheist, no matter what you were, no matter what you were, you're going to bow when the name of Jesus is spoken. Because then your eyes will be open and you're going to see it. And every tongue, if you're able to talk, Every tongue will say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Everyone will give honor to God the Father. We're talking about the name of Jesus and the importance of the name of Jesus. See, there is an authority to the name of Jesus. There is, there is an importance to the name of Jesus. You ever been somewhere and um, somebody just mentioned uh, you know, someone's name, and it made you take pause, right? I mean, uh, you, you know, if, if we're in here right now, and someone says, uh, you know, the president is walking in, or, or uh, you know, I know he, he's gone on to be with the Lord. Now, Mr. Cook, some of you who live in Bloomington know that name, or, you know, you would know a name, Mr. McRobbie, uh, you know, who's the president of IU. If you, if you mention the name that you recognize, you take pause and say, oh, wait, oh, that person, I know that name, and it make you Look, see, the name of Jesus has an authority that makes everyone and everything pause. I can go out right now and talk to an atheist, and I can say Jesus, and it'll do something. They, they don't believe in God, but it, something will happen. They might not admit it, and you might not, it might just be a little, you won't even see it. Did you just do I don't believe in that. 
But something's going to happen when you mention the name of Jesus. Why? Because there's an authority to that name. And you need the name. You need the name. See, many of us, we just, we go through life. And, and, and you know, it's kind of like, like what we were talking about this morning at the church, you know, and uh, it's like, okay, here they go again, you know, we're raising some more money. The church looks fine to me. It's, it's beautiful in here. Carpet looks good. I mean, I feel cool. Some of us got this little car. You know, one of the things, I know we don't have that much time. You know what's interesting to me is when it's real hot outside, I almost hate to go into some place like the doctor's office because they overcompensate. You know, they make it 13 degrees inside because it's 97 out. But anyway, I have nothing to do with anything at all. But, uh, you know, we, you, know you, you feel comfortable and cool, but you don't see some of the things behind the scenes and the struggles, right? And so, you know, it's just like, well, you know, it's laissez-faire type of thing. But some of us as Christians, we live our life like that. You know, sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down, almost level to the ground. No, that's not the way God wants you to live your life. He don't want you to live your life that way, right? He wants you to be, on. even when things are going bad, he wants you to be able to speak to the situation. See, when the storm came and, and the disciples were all worried, this, Jesus was in the same storm they were in. But he said, do not be afraid. It is I. I be here. I am the man. The storm is here, but I'm walking on the water in the storm. That's where God wants to get us to. That's where he wants to get us to. And so we have to realize before we fully grasp the authority of the name of Jesus, we have to realize that we need it. Just like salvation. You, you'll never get saved. You'll never ask the Lord into your life if you don't realize that you're a sinner. And you are going to hell. I'm not giving you a brimstone message. I'm not saying, I'm just stating facts, you know, because there's only one way. You can't, you can't do good stuff and get into heaven. Only one way. All right, you can try other stuff, but you're like a thief and a liar. I, not my words. Don't, look, don't email me, okay? That's in the Bible. You're a thief and a liar. I didn't say it, all right? I'm just regurgitating it, right? But just like that, unless you know, right, you're not going to get anything done. You know, I, I, listen, I got a tooth right now. I tell you what, that I need, it needs to get pulled. It just needs to come on out, you know. But I had a crack in this, in this molar way back here for some time, for some months. And, you know, it kind of hurt a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. And, you know, I, didn't, I thought, oh, maybe I just got something in there, some popcorn or something. Until one day. I tried to bite something, an apple or something. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus, I started calling on the Lord. And, uh, and uh, I went to the dentist. He said, yeah, you got it. It's a crack all the way up into your root. And, you know, and uh, so we started talking about, you know, pain. And he said, you know, he was, he was saying that you guys know pain is a, is a good thing. Because if I would have never discovered that pain, I would have never known that I need to get that thing fixed. Right now I know. Right. So until you know, you're not going to do you're not going to make any changes. You have to understand that you need the name of Jesus. Remember, in John 14, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Jesus himself said the ruler of this world is coming. The ruler of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. John 14, 30. He's coming, but he has nothing in me. All right. We need this name. Look at James. Look, if you, if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn with me to the book of James. All right. I just want to show you a couple things real quick. Don't, and don't worry. We, we're not going to get through everything today. We got some time. We got time, all right? 
But I just want to show you this. It's just got to get down deep into you. You got to understand it because I don't want you to leave here and then and then forget about it. And say, well, you know, church was good. You know, Pastor Dietrich, she sang and the praise team, Brother Carter, they, they sang some songs. It reminded me of some old school. And, you know, we had a, a decent message. I can't remember what he talked about, but we had a pretty good message. And then you go on about your life living the same way you lived. I don't want that. I want you to be changed. I want you to think about this, not because of me, but because of God's word. That this week, you will be an overcomer. This week, you will experience healing. This week, you will experience deliverance from some things. Come on. This week, you experience restoration, okay? It's not going to be because you had a great service, but it's going to be because you understood some things about the name of Jesus. James chapter 1, uh, beginning at verse 1. Uh, some of you know it. it says, James, a bondservant. James was Jesus' brother. And the pastor at Jerusalem, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings, my brethren. He said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, right there. Count it all joy, we know that, when you fall into various trials. I like this word trials here uh, because I, I, looked, I looked it up. I looked it up in the Greek, <laughs> as we do. And, uh, you know, the, the Greek word for it is this word, uh, pyrosmos. And it really means temptations, tests, and trials. Temptations, tests, and trials. These are things, folks, as a Christian, you can't avoid. You, you're not going to be able to avoid temptations, tests, and trials. These are things that the enemy is going to bring against you. Now, one of the things about this, it says, uh, it says, greetings, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into this word fall. I also looked it up too. When you read it, it makes it sound like you're, I was just walking along. I'm bringing this up for a point because of how sometimes we live our life. We just walking along and all of a sudden, oh, I accidentally tripped and I fell into, uh, you know, this thing. Well, first of all, we know that sin, you just don't fall into. You, you, don't, you don't just fall. You was over there. It was 11.15 at night. You knew I need to go home. All right? I need to go home. Okay? You knew that. You didn't accidentally fall into it. Okay? So, but this word, that's not what that means. I, I fell into a, te a test, temptation, or a trial. It, it literally means I came up against. I came up against it. Okay? It came up against me. Okay, so it's really what it's saying is count it all joy when you come up against tests, temptations and trials and they will come up against you. Right. You can't keep them from coming. But now that you know Jesus, you can render them non-effective. You can render them non-effective when you use what Jesus gave you, which is his name. It is his name. This verse is telling us that we have a way out when Satan comes against you. God has made a way for you to overcome. I, I remember reading over in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I had a big problem with this, you know, growing up and understanding this phrase, phraseology, when people said that God never put more on you than you can bear. I've said that several times here uh, over the years, but I I've always had an issue with that. Right. And it's because it sounds good. I mean, it's like, well, why do you have an issue with that? God never put on you more than you can bear. Now, everybody says that it's a song. We sing it. You know, I said it. My mama said it. Uh, I, you know, I'm inspired by it. This sounds good to me. Only problem is it ain't in the Bible. It is not in the Bible. It is not scriptural at all. And it sounds good. 
Okay, but it's not scriptural. God will absolutely put on you more than you can bear. That's why you need the name of Jesus. Amen. If he didn't put on you more than you could bear, what you need him for? I don't need you, God. I can bear everything. I don't need to pray. I don't need devotion. I don't need to call on you. I don't need to worship. I don't need to say the name of Jesus because everything I got, I can bear it. Okay, think of it that way. So, yes. The enemy is coming against you. You're going to need this name. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you, all right, except such as common to man. That means what, you, what you're going through, somebody else has or will go through, okay? Don't think you're the only one, all right? You're not the only one. Don't, don't have no pride to think that you're the only one that's going through this. I'm the only one that's messed up in this way. No, and the Bible says, but God is faithful who would not allow you to be tempted, tempted more than you can bear beyond what you're able but with the temptation will also make a way of escape okay so every temptation you have see who you i don't know i you know i want you to come to church but i don't know you should you might maybe you shouldn't have came this morning because now you heard it now you heard it now you're responsible for it now you got no excuse neither do i we don't have an excuse when we fall into temptation I don't have an excuse because the Bible says, the Bible says that with the temptation, God will make a way of escape. He didn't say with certain ones. He didn't say there was some, you ain't going, you going to just fall into the temptation. No, it says with the temptation, it will make him a way of escape that you'll be able to bear it. You will be able to bear it. You will be able to bear it. You will be able to bear it. Now, with that, let me tell you. There's no condemnation. I always want to make sure you understand this. It's not, it's Jesus, he said, I didn't come in this world to condemn it. I came to save it. So it's not condemnation. You should absolutely have some conviction, but not condemnation. He's not going to condemn you. He's not going to condemn you, okay? So, so if you've fallen into temptation, even up to last night or this morning, all right, listen, it's, it's a new moment. It's a new moment in time. I'm serious about that. You can look forward. You can look forward, okay? You can look forward and use this name of Jesus that he has given us. By the way, uh, I, I hope also that I've established it's not a magic word. You, 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 you have to know, Lord, there's just so much. You have to know Jesus, right? Because if you don't know Jesus, I mean, if I just, if I just go somewhere and use Brother James' name, say, you know, I came down here uh, and uh, I came down here to get the money. Yeah, well, what money? Yeah, I, Brother James told me I could come down here and get $10,000. Hey, you know Brother James? Okay, we're going to call him. If they call him, he say, well, I don't know, I don't know that brother. You know, I'm, I'm trying to use his name in vain. I don't know him. But see, if I know him, if we have a relationship, then I can, and, then, and he said, you can use my name, then wherever I go, I can use his name. See? So you have to know, it's not a magic word, you have to know him. And you have to have faith in the name. Let me give you, let me give you one more thing. Turn over to Acts chapter 3. You, you remember this story in Acts chapter 3 when Peter and John, uh, they went up to, together to the temple uh, at the hour of prayer. You remember that? And then there was a man who was lame. And in the Bible, it says uh, he was lame from his mother's womb. So he always was lame. You know, he came out the womb, he was lame. He couldn't walk. Right. And he, he sat, he laid there at the gate and he cried out for alms, alms, alms. In other words, money. Give me some money. Give me some help. He cried out for money. OK, let me just show you this. Let me just show you this. All right. And uh, 
He saw Peter and John, they were coming at the hour of prayer. And here in verse 4 of chapter 3, the Bible says this. It says, fixing uh, his eyes on him, all right, with John, Peter said. So Peter looked at the man. He fixed his eyes on him and he said, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. And then he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Well, what's he expecting to receive? Some money. Because he's asking for alms, 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 okay? Uh, and then Peter said these words. He said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Let me just throw in, by the way, that uh, a lot of times we look, we read that and we think, well, Peter, you know, he said silver and gold I don't have. And then we want to use that same thing. You know, I ain't got no money. You know, but I can, I can just tell you about Jesus. Well, it wasn't that Peter, and I'm saying this for a point now. This is not about the money, okay? So, but it wasn't that Peter didn't have money. Peter was a businessman, all right? He was a fisherman, all right? And he had a wife. He had a family. He better have something to take care of his family, okay? So it wasn't about that he didn't have money, but the thing of it was all the money in the world is not going to help you. I can give you all the money in the world, but what you need to do is be made whole. You need to be able to walk to believe in the name of Jesus. So I can give you all the money in the world. Listen, if you go to the doctor right now and you get diagnosed with cancer, thank the Lord, it was a different diagnosis. But if you get diagnosed with cancer or some other disease, uh, all the money in the world is not going to help you. <laughs> all right. What you, the first thing you're going to do, even if you don't believe in God, you're going to tell somebody, pray for me. Or if they say pray for me, you're going to say, yeah, that's OK. Even though you don't believe in God or even though you don't serve him, you ain't been to church since last Easter, but you ain't gonna, you're going to accept that prayer, right? Because you know the money ain't going to do you no good. So Peter's, he, so he, he, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have that's going to address your situation, I give to you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Go down to, uh, okay, we're going to go down to verse 16, but let me start at verse, uh, let me start at verse 11. We'll put verse 16 up here. It says, now as a lame man who was healed, held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently at us as though our own power or godliness, we have made this man walk? He said, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied, by the way, who you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go, but you denied the Holy One and just uh, uh, and, and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. This is what I want to get to, verse 16. Okay, verse 16 says this. It says, and his name, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Not the money. He was asking for alms. It wasn't the alms that made him strong, because some people have been giving him alms. But he said, his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. He said a couple things here that are so important. We have to understand what Peter was saying here. He said, in his name, and he could have stopped right there, but he didn't stop right there. He didn't say he was healed 
just by his name. He said in his name, through faith in his name. See, if you're a Christian, if you've, if you've accepted the Lord in your life, you have the name of Jesus. But my question to you is, do you have faith in the name? Do you have faith in the name? And here's what I believe Jesus, Jesus spoke this to me clear as day. And I believe he's speaking it to all of us here as well. Listen, you, you think using my name in vain is saying a curse word, you know, that GD curse word. Uh-huh. That's, that's what you think using his name in vain is. And that is using his name in vain. But using his name in vain is so much more than just that. Jesus is saying, don't use my name if you don't have faith in my name. Don't just be going around using my name unless you got faith in my name. Okay? Don't use my name in vain. This man was healed. See, because what would have happened if, he, if you would say in the name of Jesus, they didn't have any faith in the name and nothing would have happened. Everybody would have blamed Jesus. Well, you believe in this Jesus, nothing happened. Jesus ain't nobody. That's why Jesus said, don't use my name unless you got faith in the name. Some of us are not overcoming in our life because we don't have faith in the name. We're living this laissez-faire, oh well kind of life. It's time for us, you said it this morning, it's time for us to stop living, oh well. We need to jump into the deep end. Come on, we're going to do it or not. We're going to do the thing or not. It's time. Are we going to do it or not? Because you're going to get lost. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, so much stuff going on in politics, social media, the economy, the world, uh, you know, prophets, false prophets, people talking about Jesus coming back tomorrow and, you know, Satan going to take over. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. All right. People saying all kind of crazy stuff. You gonna get lost in the sauce unless you got something to stand on, unless you have a foundation. And that foundation should be the name of Jesus. I don't know. You know, you got to be able to say, listen, I don't know about you. I don't know what you believe. And I know a lot of crazy things are going on. I saw the news and I saw the social media and I saw what happened to this person. And I saw what happened in politics and I see the gas prices. And I don't know about all that, but I do know that the name of Jesus is a name that is above every name. The name of Jesus is the name that's above gas prices. The name of Jesus is the name that's above the economy and politics. The name of Jesus is the name that's above coronavirus and whatever that other thing is, the bat, bat what is it called? The porcupine what? The, oh, the monkeypox virus, whatever kind of, it's, it's, it's above all that stuff, right? And, and that, but you have to have that settled in your heart. You got to have it settled in your heart. I, I shall not be moved off of this thing. I don't care what happens, I will not be moved because the name of Jesus is the name that's above every name. And I wish I, I, wish I had time, but I will. Just That means you have to come back. You got to come back because I want to talk to you about the authority and why Jesus has authority. It's, it's interesting, folks. It's interesting. It's not, and it's not me. I'm telling you, I was, I was like, whoa, Lord, this is good. It's interesting as to why Jesus has authority. The name has so much authority. I believe you're going to be blown away. I believe you're going to be blown away. You need to come back. <laughs> you need to come back so you can live an overcoming life. Not because of me. I'm not telling you, uh, you know, listen, because of me, you're going to live an overcoming life. I'm telling you because of the word of God. And when you understand the authority of Jesus' name, the authority that name, there is nothing else. There is nothing else. You know what it's going to be like? And I'll, I'll leave you with it. I'll leave you with it. You know what it's going to be like? Some of you, uh, some of you are in love. 
Some of you have been in love for some years. How many years have it been, Carters? 40, 45? How many years has it been, Deckards? 40, mm, they got you. 49 years. Good Lord. I ain't too much older than that, brother. <laughs> some of you have been in love. I don't know how, how long has it been, brother Steve. It's, it's been some years. 24 years? How, how long? How long you been married? Yeah, 24 years for us too. I don't know. See, I can't get in trouble. That's why I asked her first. I can't get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me just say this so I can, so I can let y'all go. Uh, it, it's going to be, when you, when, you, when you hear about the authority of Jesus' name, it's going to be like the first time. It's going to be like the first time when you fell in love. You was in a crowded room, and there she was. Then, then you didn't see nothing else. All you saw was her. Everything else just faded away, and she was just coming towards you. <laughs> when you see this, that's everything else ain't going to matter. You're going to be like, oh, my goodness. All this other stuff don't even matter. All this, this economy and all this. Not that it doesn't matter, but you're going to see it in a different light. You're going to understand that you can overcome it all. That's what I'm saying. Not that it doesn't matter, but you're going to understand I'm an overcomer. Now I understand what it means that I'm more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror. Now I understand what it means that I am an overcomer in all things. Now I understand what it means when God said I am the head and not the tail. Now I understand what it means when God said I am above and never again belief. I'm beneath. I'm beginning to see that now because I'm in love. I'm in love with Jesus. Amen. Wow.